you guys, and welcome to We're Part in This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through all your favorite Disney Channel movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Sammy. I'm Andoni. Go grab your ex-boyfriend's scepter, because today we're watching Descendants 3. The teenagers God damn it. It's because I'm drinking already. Sorry, guys. How many times have we done this? I don't know. But this is not tea. This is Winter Jack. Anyways, the descendants of Disney's most infamous villains return to the Isle of the Lost to recruit a new batch of villainous offspring to join them at Oregon Prep. Whoa. 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 Had you guys seen this movie before? No. I mean, Kim Possible came out while we were doing the podcast. So this also came out while we were doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think whatever was before Kim Possible came out while we were doing the podcast, too. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of anything. Is that Descendants 2? Zombies or something. I don't know what we did before this. Yeah, there's a few. This, I have not seen this movie. I didn't hear about it. Also, I didn't watch the other Descendants. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you missed out. Yeah, this is your introduction to this. I feel like were you lost during this whole movie? I I feel like I picked up pretty quickly. Like there wasn't too much that was like, like all that wild. Like they're like they always give the introduction in the first like five minutes. You know, like mm-hmm. this is Oridon. This is our school. These are the bad kids from the Isle of Lost. And I was like, oh, okay, I got this. Fair enough. I forget what that's called in a musical. Like the first song is always the world building song, or it's oh, like exposition. The, I think I think it's called like the what I want or something. Like oh. what the hero or the antagonist or protagonist wants. Well, each of the Descendants movies has opened up with some song that talks about how bad they are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This <laughs> I think was probably the best opening song of all three movies. Oh, I don't know. I really like Rotten to the Core, 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 Core. That one was just off-putting because I <laughs> didn't know it was going to be a musical. And then also like the limp syncing, limp, lip syncing <laughs> was kind of off. Their lip syncing was limp. Fair <laughs> enough. In this, Fair. T- in this one, it was tight. The choreography was on point. The costumes were again amazing. Oh my God. And like these girls are skinny legends. Like, I'm just going to point that out now. Do we the stand? The body standards in this movie, <laughs> but also ridiculously beautiful. It's like crazy. They were all gorgeous. Like, I have spent all three of these movies just admiring how pretty Mal is. And I don't think I brought it up on the podcast, but she's just like mm. pretty. I have to disagree with you because for me, it's all about Evie. Ugh, See, something no. about Evie is a little less pretty to me, which... I, I hate to say about a woman. All in the face. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it her butt chin? Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is about her. I think she's. I think she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but I am captivated by Mal's. Yes. Beauty. In the there's one scene where it's like the camera angle's really low and it's pointed up, and Mal is doing this like dance with her freaking like boots with a giant heel on it, and I was like, "Whoa, girl, slay!" Either way, this whole introductory We're Bad song is about bringing some new kids to like the nice place, the Oradon place, right? Yes. So the program that King Ben, who was 
Princeton in the first movie. He started the program by bringing the original four over, and so he's continuing it for the Isle, at least for now. It's about to get discontinued. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but they bring over the the four winners are Dizzy, who we met in the second movie. She's the daughter of Drizella, one of the evil stepsisters from Cinderella. Yes. And her great grandmother is the only one that we meet. She's the evil stepmother. Grandmother. Her grandmother is yeah, her Cinderella's gra- evil stepmother. Yes, exactly. Sorry. It gets so confusing. <laughs> there needs to be a I family tree here. <laughs> I just listened to the swap yesterday and you guys going like Ellie, Alex, Alex, Ellie, or whatever their names were was so <laughs> oh my confusing God. and hilarious. It was we had a really hard time figuring out how to talk about them. <laughs> well, and then in like the last 20 minutes, I guess Josh was like, you know, Zach, personality Zach. <laughs> It's just like, oh, genius. Uh, so we've got we've got Dizzy. We've got uh, Smee. Uh, he's the assistant to Captain Hook. His twins, yeah, um, uh, whose they're... names I never actually caught, but they were adorable. They were so, so stinking cute. And even Shmee was cute. Smee? Shmee. Smee. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, that still works with the shma. Shma. But, um, oh my gosh, Shmi was adorable, <laughs> and so were the kids. They were adorable. Squeaky and Squirmy were their names. Oh, That makes cute. sense. And then our final person. Celia, the daughter of Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog, right. which I thought was an interesting choice because Princess and the Frog was such a late addition to the Disney canon. That's right. true, but I think it would resonate more with the kids that they're targeting with this movie. That's true. Like, yes. Because they were younger. I forgot his name. I had to look up who the hell Dr. Facilier was. But yeah. I think he was a really good choice because his outfit really lends itself to the aesthetic of the Isle of the Lost. Oh, it, it was, was good so thing. good. When they went to his arcade on the Isle, I was like, oh, this, this aesthetic was beautiful. Right. Yeah. Right off the bat, this, I was getting multiple vibes from this movie. A, getting Wizard of Oz. B, getting Avengers. C, getting a high school play. Okay, you need to explain each of those in turn, please. Okay, Wizard of Oz, like, they're going to these different towns, and it's kind of like, it had, it felt like some of the same set design. Like, there's villagers in these, like, village, and, like, it's these main characters going to the towns, and, like, yada, yada, yada. Um, And then they have, like, the long roads and, like, clouds above a city. I don't know. Second, the Avengers their costumes were like very like skin tight spandex leather were superheroes but were magic okay and then high school play is because of the staging of some of these things like yes there was green screen used but it was like they had real props they had like real curtains behind them they like had people standing out like grouped together and they had very very over expressive uh people in the background oh I love musical extras and how they're like, I always feel like they're trying to get to the front of the camera. Like maybe this will be my chance. There were so many times where I was thinking that guy really thought he did really great with that twirl in front of the camera there. Just saying. I mean, he probably did. They they all did great, but I can totally see what you're saying. I feel like all the, cause uh, Kenny Ortega has done a lot of the last few movies. Mm. Like I think he did, all three of the Descendant movies. He did Teen Beach 1 and 2. Ah. So that's what, like five movies out of the last... Yeah, I think he did more. T- I'm not... 
positive, but I thought he did more than that too. Yeah. It's a very specific vibe that like comes from all of that. It's a very uh very concise storytelling style. The choreography was crazy though. Like I felt maybe because this is new and I'm not used to watching movies that are like came out in the last year. I was like, dang, like I see these moves on TikTok. Like I like their choreography was so like yeah. It was popping, yo. Oh my god. These kids are well, they're not kids anymore, but they started like descendants started three years ago or something. I don't even know. But like they're just such good dancers. I'm like, I have never been that good at anything in my life, and you're amazing. Right. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Anywho, uh <laughs> so the the children, the new the new recruits arrive over to Oridon and Ben and Mal are there to welcome them in the same place that Ben welcomed the first generation and the first movie and Ben gets all sappy and romantic about it and starts singing her a song and I was like oh my god is he gonna propose and then he actually proposes and I was like I did not actually see that coming even though I kind of guessed it (laughs) me either like that felt so out of out of character for Disney yeah I was like and there was so much kissing too. So yeah. like it felt like a movie that Disney could possibly make just because of like the intellectual properties, but not something that they would have put on Disney Channel, you know? Yeah, Disney yeah. Channel has a much different vibe than like theatrical Disney movies. Totally. And this one felt like, whoa, you guys really pulled that. They went, yeah. Yeah, they, they went there. It. Yeah. Okay. Because usually we would see like a Disney movie would be a princess meeting a prince and then the end of the movie is when they like get together and then it's the end yay so like now it's just like see them get together and then propose and then like be together in a relationship what yeah they're real people <laughs> <laughs> so then we also get to see like everybody else around the area like carlos and what's jafar jay Oh, yeah, Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay and Evie. And I'm not the hugest fan of the storytelling device of just giving people really long hair to insinuate time passing because <laughs> Doug, Evie's boyfriend, also docked the, one of the mm-hmm. seven dwarves' sons. His hair is crazy long and it does not look good. It, no, it looks like... So it is beautiful hair on on its own in a vacuum. Yes. But <laughs> on him, he looks like like a 30-year-old gamer who lives in his yeah. mom's basement it ages yeah. him so much i was like no yes. you were adorable in the first two movies yes don't do it, i don't know if that was disney's choice or the actor was growing it out or what but if i was he like he grew I his know. hair that long in that short amount of time that is insane and i need to know what his diet and his shampoo are <laughs> oh gosh well i think there was like two years between the movies i don't know carlos's hair is also longer but not in like a ridiculous way and then jay's hair has always been long oh they also grew chad's hair out chad is um prince charming's son for you Mm -hmm. josh see when i since (laughs) i didn't know that i was like who is this nerd and why does evie care about what he thinks because he's the (laughs) only one that believed in her and told her that she was smart and didn't need to dumb herself down for a prince Mm. their love is so pure and, and like excellent uh, okay. Unlike Carlos and Jane, who I still do not believe at no, all. At I just all. can't oh, yeah, get behind it. Was... Well, I... their chemistry was really awkward in this movie. And I thought yeah. that they were going to like break up when she met Hook or Hook's son. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. like the 10 seconds of Hook just hardcore flirting with her. And I was like, oh, I see it. 
there's chemistry yeah. immediately like she didn't even have to respond and i was like chemistry yep. yeah yeah and then like she just turns around and she's like this is my boyfriend and i'm like mm, no it, you're not though for how long? <laughs> yeah oh poor carlos love him but yeah. i would much rather him and jay be together same i still like i ship that hardcore well, you know what else i ship is spoilers jay and gaston's son yes <laughs> oh my Gil? god 100 yes. It, that, they have a bromance just that was so that. pure and wholesome and i loved it. okay we should we should continue on with the movie so we can get there <laughs> he proposes she says yes everyone's in on it um obviously evie has like been designing her wedding dress whatever and then audrey who is sleeping beauty i.e aurora's daughter for you josh uh <laughs> she was in the first movie not the second one she's real pissed about it because she oh, used yeah. to be dating ben but she's an asshole, so it doesn't really matter. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if you caught on to how upset she was about yeah. this. <laughs> uh so they they go to the aisle to pick up the new recruits. And as they're leaving, the barrier is closing and Hades reaches through the hole before it closes oh, all the way. I'm surprised that nobody tried in either of the first two movies to like right. get out through the gap. Right? <laughs> right. They're not very good villains if they, they're not. You know, they're no. terrible. They're but I mean, there. they did lose their respective movies anyway. So, yeah. Um, I was so happy. Like, this series just keeps on giving me what I want. So, in the first one, I was like, oh, I wish I had seen Hook's Kid. Like, because Hook was definitely more right. evil than Corella DeVille. And then we got right. Hook's Kids and Ursula. And then, then I was just like, well, I want like, you know, more baddies. And then they gave us Hades. It was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Right. Yes. I was also shocked that it was Cheyenne Jackson playing oh Hades. Oh my gosh. Um, so he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. He was in 30 Rock in like from oh. season four onwards. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. And he's also in American Horror Story from like um, oh. Hotel episode onwards. I haven't really watched American Horror Story after the first season, so probably mm. not that. But 30 Rock makes sense. Yes. Oh, yes. He's Danny. He yeah. uses his um, ember, which I don't think was ever a Hades thing, but no. that's fine. Uh, they needed to, the plot device. Yeah, to try to fight Mal, who has gone full dragon and full is trying dragon. to push him back into the barrier. And he's just like draining her life force. Yeah. Until finally she just like blows the ember out or something. I don't know. She just like she just like knocks right. him back. And I like that she uses her hot stank breath instead of like <laughs> dragon fire. You know. Oh True. <laughs> the whole all of everyone who lived in the Aurora place, they were so scared. They were freaking the freak out. It's like they'd never seen a villain before. Well, They've been all locked away for a while, so they were scared that he was going to break out. So they have not had, like, an attack on Oridon in a while, I guess. I mean, it happened so... in the first movie. Yeah, it happened in the second movie, too. <laughs> yeah, they should be used to this shit by now, they honestly. They should be. They were, they were worried about villains breaking out. And so at the beginning of the movie, they're talking about uh, bringing down the barrier... Or bringing in more villain kids like they have a program now to bring in more villain kids and the barrier is breaking down and so there's like an emergency right. meeting between uh bell and the beast and ben and now mal because she's going to be the queen 
and they're like, for whatever reason, they deferred to Mal, despite the fact that she's A, not even the queen yet, B, Ben is the king, and C, why even aren't Belle and the Beast king and queen? I don't we know. never we never resolved that issue no. from last movie. <laughs> I think they just wanted to like go down to Pound Town without being bothered about royal duties oh or something. Gosh. Probably. Pretty um, much they're like, here, have the crown, you decide. Yeah. Basically, they were just like they were like, okay, well now we're gonna make Ben the king. That's it. And I'm like, but you're you guys are still going strong. You're not dead. Yeah, yep, <laughs> they're still so like young. Yeah. They look like at most, Belle is like 35 and Beast is maybe 40. Right. So we talked about it before that maybe like in Oridon, immortality is a thing. Mm. Or like close to you age oh, slower yeah. maybe. So maybe it's just that they are really old and they're tired of ruling even though they look young. <laughs> I mean, some people are definitely immortal. Like <sighs> Hades. Yeah. Right. Also, what, that means like where the fuck is Zeus? Right. Right. Where's cool. Hercules? We don't yeah. know. There's so many questions. <laughs> Where's any of the Greek gods? Where's Genie? Oh my god. I would I don't know. I don't know that I could do Genie without Robin Williams. Yeah. I still haven't true. seen the I'm new just Aladdin kidding. just because of that. Fair. Same. I haven't seen it. actually I haven't seen a single live action Disney movie. Neither have Whoa. I. Not a single one of them. No. And I, I'm okay with that, honestly. Wait, not even the Beauty and the Beast? I did. What was the first one they did? Cinderella. Cinderella was the first one. Yeah. Didn't see it. Now they're doing Lady and the Tramp. Like they're really just like. Oh yeah. They're, they're grasping they're the at straws at out. this point. <laughs> oh no, they're like it's kind of smart of them, but also like a real cop out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't care Boy. for the idea of milking these franchises. Right. Like how many times have we seen it? And then I don't know. Let's talk about Audrey. Having her breakdown, she's full on having her rap sorrow moment. She's losing it all. She's like, I was supposed to be queen. My life is not what it's supposed to be. I'm freaking the freak out, dude. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this song. I don't like it when there was a rap number in the last movie and I wasn't a fan of it then. I think the song gets better as it goes on. Yes, when she's in that room, stealing the scepter and the like what is she still the maleficent staff and she and the evil queen's crown she's like going for it she's like full on i'm gonna show you how cool i am boogity bangity bop here's like all the evil stuff i have and i was like floored like girl whoa oh no (laughs) shit well listeners (laughs) We might have had a casualty in this episode. Oh, no. And the casualty is Sammy's boyfriend's laptop. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of distressed. So, so I messaged you guys, like, immediately after it happened. And then for whatever reason, like, technology was not on my side. And my phone wasn't connecting to the internet. And so my messages yeah. weren't going through. And you guys were all like, are you alive? Are you okay? And I had to, like, turn off Wi-Fi on my phone to let you guys Just, know that oh I'm not God. okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys, oh, no. much like Audrey, Sammy is not okay. Well, we thought you just pulled the power cord because 
that yeah. happened. And we're like, oh, it happened. I mean, no. but that also totally explains the face that you made when you froze. Because you're like, yes, looking down at the computer and you're like, <gasps> <laughs> you should have screenshotted it. <laughs> I mean, I have the video saved, so yeah. We have video evidence. Oh, God. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. I hate myself enough as it is. We can put together a blooper reel, like, as our (laughs) penultimate episode. Descendants 3, Oridon, the Isle of the Lost. There's Evie. There's Mal. Um, I think we had just gotten to the part where they got the new, as they've been calling them, VKs. Yeah, villain villain kids. It took me almost the whole movie to figure out what VK meant. Right? Mm. Like they're just they're just abbreviating it to be cool. Yeah, they're just assuming that we're understanding what they're saying. Like because like the beginning of the movie was just like it's VK Day. And I'm like, I don't know what VK Day means, but maybe they'll explain it. And they never did. No. Venereal Kazis. Venereal kink. So we cut to, to Audrey and she's in her castle and she's like crying about her lost life and she's like scribbling in her book. And then she starts this, like my least favorite song, or at least the beginning of the song is not good. She starts rapping. And I didn't like it when they did it in the second movie and I don't like it when they do it in this movie. Right. I don't know. But so during this song, this expositional song, she's like, she breaks into the museum, which took uh, I almost said three shots are hitting me now Sammy your <laughs> shots are too strong they're affecting me uh, it took four villain kids VKs for the cool guys to break into this museum and not successfully steal the wand and she just kind of wanders in there she starts does. breaking shit and steals two artifacts yeah so and then she's the queen of mean we yeah. should say that she can like transform into other people right that's something she does is that no. something she does? She I do thought that. there was a moment where she did it. No. Oh. No, she I think you were imagining. transforms Mal into someone else. Did okay. she? Yeah, we'll get The there. old lady. Oh, the old lady. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, my God. That I part thought... was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. It was good. It was, it was honestly <laughs> the best acting from the actress who plays Mal. Yes. Like, she... <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get there. Um... Yeah, She's the so queen she, of mean. She busts into the museum. She steals Maleficent's scepter and the crown. I think just like the crown of Oridon or something. I think the evil yeah. queen's crown. So Evie's I, mom's crown. I thought that too, but they never oh. said that. Yeah, it's I just, just like assumed because it was in the room with villains. I don't remember what else was in that room. I don't think so. She goes in, she takes the crown and then like a door slides away and she sees the scepter and she's like oh, drawn yeah. to her. So <gasps> Oh yeah. Ooh. So I, I definitely thought something was like pulling her in and controlling her. Uh that didn't really happen though. <laughs> no, she's just it was just her own bitch. evil. I liked I liked this part though in this song where she's like I'm the queen of mean and she's like grabbing the scepter and she's like swinging it around I'm like yes slay I didn't like her dancing <laughs> I'm just I don't know say. if I'd call it dancing though well it was a lot okay yeah exactly it was a lot of like posing and stuff mm, mm-hmm. yeah um, it was very uh, voguing as opposed to dancing oh. After, yeah, after the incident with Hades, 
the whole town is freaking out. All of the like royalty people are like, what do we do? What do we do? And Mal ends up being the person who's like, you know what? Maybe we need to close the portal forever in order to be safe. Because like if villains exist and they can get in, they could ruin everything. So I get it. Like we need to close the portal. I mean, but that also, to me, it seemed very selfish on her part. Like, oh, you get your happy ending, but then none of the other kids do. Yes. So I got where she was coming because she really did seem upset about having to make that choice. Yeah. And I I got that she felt like the only way to ensure the safety of Oridon is to close the barrier. But I do think it was very small-minded of her to not assume that like there could be bad people in Oridon. Like Oh yeah. If if she could be good, how does she how could she think that everybody in Oridon is good? You know, like how it it could go both ways. And that's I mean that's really the whole theme of this movie, but like I I thought she should have assumed that from the beginning. Yeah. I mean she like she met Audrey in the first movie and Audrey was clearly a bitch. Yeah. But and it was Ben's like Ben's mission, like his passion to connect the Isle of the Lost and like Yeah. So f- she also had to go against what he wanted. Yeah, I think that. I think there was would be a better way to ensure that nobody bad gets off the aisle while also keeping that program alive. Like I feel like you could I mean you can never really be sure though, because like how do you know who's going to turn out to be a success case? Like they had no idea that Mal and Evie and Carlos and Jay were going to work out because they're supposed That's to true. be the baddest of the bad. That's true. You can mm. never really know. No. But I think their I think their concerns were like the the already established villains breaking loose. Oh right. Yes. And I feel like there's a way to avoid that. You don't have to take a limo into the aisle and open up that full right. barrier. Like there's got to be a more like. Oh my God! They did take a limo into the barrier. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, it was purple. <laughs> yes, and it, the license plate said Mal. Did it? Yes. Oh my God. She is that bitch. She, <laughs> she is. is that bitch. They have the kids and they brought them over to, Evie owns her own like mini castle cottage thing. Oh yeah. I love the marriage. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a starter castle. I thought that was adorable. <laughs> yeah. That was so cute. But I love the marriage of those two aesthetics of like cat cottage and castle. Like yeah. it was perfect. Yeah. So they have all the new VKs over at her place and Aud- uh, Mal is just like hanging out in the garden for some reason and Audrey pops up. The graphics have gotten way better in this movie. Oh my so gosh. much better. The so, dragon so cool. looked a thousand times better than it has in the other two movies. Well, because they finally got it right in that like you don't want to mix with that level of CGI. You don't want to mix real people and the CGI Audrey appearing and like that flash of lightning and pink smoke was super good. Oh, it was so cool. And she just super vindictively turns Mal into an old hag. <laughs> it's so good. It's like all of the classic Disney things. Like, I love just, it. Ugh, yeah. But also then in the next scene, she's riding a motorcycle as this old grandma. Oh my God. It what so a badass. Fun. Yeah. It was legit. So somehow she knows that the only thing more powerful than Maleficent's scepter is Hades' ember, which is not an established canon thing, I don't think. It's not established canon. In fact, I think established canon was that the only thing stronger than Maleficent's power was the fairy godmother's wand. Oh. (laughs) 
Are we talking about in this universe or in actual Disney in, universe? In this universe, in the first movie, they were like, we need the wand because that's the only thing powerful enough to <laughs> like take over Auradon. But apparently now we've got this ember that has never been mentioned before. Yeah. Right. They have to go to the Isle to get the ember from Hades. Yeah. So Mal does her little motorcycle trick to magic them onto the island. It was cool. I was having a blast. <laughs> Honestly, it really made me want to ride jet skis, which I've never done before. Yeah. So it's Jane's birthday, and uh, like all of Oradon is there, all the cool people anyway, and Jane, except Carlos, because he went to get the ember with his crew, and Jane thinks that Carlos forgot her birthday, which I guess he kind of did. I feel no, like no, he like made her a full cake. Oh yeah, which they slowly eat throughout the entire movie. Like that cake is never ending. Oh yeah, they were eating that the whole time. It was a huge cake. Audrey crashes the party and she's all like, these people come in here and think they're better than us. Don't you want to be on my side? Blah, blah, blah. And literally the only person she manages to recruit is Chad because he's such a Chad. Good old Chad. Oh my God. Chad is such a little worm. Like he's spineless and ugh, ugh, I hate Chad. Also, he made Evie feel bad in the first movie. Fuck you, Chad. Wow. Yeah. They arrive at the aisle, and Mal is no longer a hag because magic doesn't work there. Which is really a shame because I would have loved if she was a hag for a little bit longer. I also don't feel like that's um, canonical because the dog, dude, could still talk (gasps) on the aisle. Well, that wasn't evil magic, though. I think that was the one qualifier that they did that oh only evil magic doesn't work yeah so yeah harry hook who's weirdly irish um <laughs> i still have an issue with that yeah i think he's yeah. putting it on it's a, it's like his hook it's fake <laughs> no he's <laughs> he's actually irish though the oh actor. the actor yeah okay well maybe he really <laughs> Maybe yeah. he just couldn't do an american accent and they were like you know what this movie doesn't make sense anyway they anyways they they steal their bikes, and uh, Celia, who Doctor Facilier's daughter, right? Yes. Yeah. She yes. she was Hades's like uh, errand girl, so she knows where the Ember is. So she and Mal go to Hades' lair. Just seemed weird. Like, what was the point of that little mining cart that they jumped on for all of a quarter Seven of a mile? Minutes. It yeah. was cute. <laughs> it was cute, but it was stupid. It was like, okay, let's put on these hard hats with helmets, then let's jump on this little bicycle-powered mining cart and go 300 it feet. Was, it was cute, but also when they go into the lair and there's a sign that says, beware of dog, and yeah. Mal's like, should I beware? And Celia's like, just wait till you see it. And then we never actually see it. It winds up being a record that's right. being played on repeat of a dog barking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Hades is napping, and like for some reason Celia decides to move the needle on the record player and like wakes him up and he catches them and bum 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 mal's like hey dad (gasps) and we're all like daddy i'm like this is the first explanation that we get to really our one big question in the first movie which was how are villains reproducing is it by budding is it mitosis (laughs) is it spontaneous regeneration this is literally the only reference we have of villains having two parents right. to birth oh. a child. Oh. Literally the only reference. So did they just throw all the villains onto like this one island 
And after a few years, you know, kids started showing up. Yeah, yeah, basically. And but all we know, like Carlos is Carilla Deville's son, but we don't know who his dad is. <gasps> oh. And like Mal is well, now we know Mal has Hades as a father, but we didn't know that for the first two movies. And then Jay is Jafar's son, but we don't know who his mom is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like we don't know who the second parent is in any of these kids except for Mal. Mal and Ben, right? Well, the the good people all have two parents oh, okay. because it's <laughs> because all it's they all come the couples family. <laughs> it's the couples that wound up together in the original Disney movie. Right. Oh my god, wait, does that mean that wait, what happened to Lonnie in this movie? Oh, so I actually read in the and don't go reading the IMDB notes because I have uh, two truths and a goof. But Hell yeah. um this is not part of it, so I don't mind saying it. Lonnie, the actress who played Lonnie had a previous engagement and could not be in this movie, and she was actually not happy about like I mean, oh, she wasn't that she wasn't upset about it. She was just like she wished she could have been in it. Yeah, uh, I would have been unhappy about it too. Like the last yeah. movie had yeah. character development for her yeah and i would have loved to see her come back yeah well i don't know okay so daddy's here let's talk about that daddy let's talk about the daddy he left her when she was a baby because oh, Maleficent is unbearable to live with which is understandable but then in the end of the song the sing-off he gives her the ember actually this is a good time let's talk about that daddy <laughs> um i think he's not a great dad at the time I think he's kind of a deadbeat dad, but we don't know the circumstances that led to him leaving. I feel like Maleficent is absolutely an emotionally abusive partner. Oh, for sure. And he taught like when they were having their little rock song duet, which was kind of adorable. um, He was talking about how their one thing they have in common is that they hate her mom. Like, it, it's pretty clear that he has some very negative feelings about Maleficent. However, it doesn't seem like he's all that upset that he wasn't around. Yeah, right. But he does kind of make up for it at the end by giving her the ember. Yeah, it seems yes. like he wants to be more involved now. Honestly, I think he's also, I mean, definitely deadbeat, but maybe he's just like really depressed because he used to be a god. Yeah. yeah. And now he's just a nobody. Also, when they're leaving the lair, uh, Celia says, oh, that's why he's always asking about you. So he does ask about her a lot. I think he tries to keep up with her life. So Audrey is effectively putting the entire city of Oridon to sleep with her magic pink dust that comes out of her wand staff. I think she's just farting. Pretty much. But it's cute. She (laughs) makes her way up to Ben. And at this point, like everyone's asleep and she's like, Ben, yo, you know what? We are supposed to be together. Make me the queen or else Ordon is done for. And he's like, yo, no, that goes against everything I believe in. I love Mal. And then Audrey's like, that's it. Fine. Everyone gets turned to stone, which I'm like, I'm not sure where she was going with this. Like, you know, know. everyone's stone now, but. Well, so the sleeping thing I thought was very Maleficent. Yes. You know, like putting Aurora to sleep. What was the stone thing? The only stone thing was the the ice queen or whatever from um, Narnia, but that's not Disney. That's not. Um, so, but she also says that sleeping is not, is too good for Ben. So she does something mysterious to him. Did you guys have any inclination as to what she did? No, I was still trying to figure out 
what happened between like the sleeping and the stone people like how come yeah how yeah. come only some people went to sleep and then some people turned to st- i could not figure out what happened I there the and so i was like been put to sleep yet got turned to yeah stone. but who didn't get put to sleep like why weren't they put to sleep just right. some randos i guess um so back on the island isle uh they're getting ready to leave and harry hook and gill is his name yeah gill they uh sneak through the barrier hole and cause Mal to drop the ember, which Hades had already told her, like, don't let it get wet, otherwise it's fucking done for. She drops it, and then, surprise, it's Uma. And she catches Ooh. it. Comes out of the water, and she's like, listen, you're gonna let me come along with you, because I have the ember now. Like, the deal is, you're gonna let all the VKs who want to come off the island leave the island to move to Ardon. Yes. And, uh, Mal is like, okay, it's, I promise, like, my word is good. I will make sure it happens. But here she already told everyone that they should close the portal. So, like, Mal, what are you doing? She, she's a she's big, being, fat liar. She's a big, fat liar. She's being a bad person. Basically, everyone is asleep in Oradon. So, when they come back with the little ember thing, they're like, whoa, what's up? Where is everyone? Hello? Dude is here, and he's still my favorite character. Yeah. And Gil takes a real liking to uh, Dude. He's just like, this is a fucking talking dog. This is hysterical. Dude leads them to, well, he follows the scent to where Ben should be. And on the way there, they run into some uh, suits of armor. Audrey magically brings to life and instead of fighting them they dance battle and this is my favorite scene of the movie it was so so ridiculous (laughs) i love a group choreographed dance and then in the end mal like counter enchants the suits and they defeat Mm -hmm. them by controlling them with dance Yes. yes, it was so good. It was so good. She's like, all right, now you have to follow me. And she gets up there and she just starts waggling her hips really sensually. Oh my God, and right? all the knights are doing it. And I was like, okay. Do you think it was guys or gals in those suits or a mix? Because they could waggle. They could really waggle. I was picturing guys, but now I wonder if maybe they, oh. I'm sure there were some girls on it there. It made me so yeah. much happier to think that like all of them were actually just like, Chicks kicking butt with swords and stuff. I love the cutaways where Audrey is just like freaking out and pissed off that her spells aren't working. She just looks into her crystal and she's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) 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 But you know what else was great about that is that they had like full Beyonce fan hair fan going on for her. So she always looked like super fierce. And it looked like she was just in her like bedroom or something. Just yeah, you know, she was destroying in, uh, her life. godmother's castle. Yeah. And but they're working together, the villains and the good people. Yeah. And Uma and Mal are slowly learning to trust each other. Yeah. And Evie is being a self righteous prick and was like let's do a team building exercise no i love evie she's the only one who's got like a clear head in all situations i love Evie. the the team building was a little um (laughs) poorly timed but it was i i appreciate her energy and her attempts at bringing everybody together yeah. <laughs> she tried what was the exercise like every like compliment the other people yeah it was something like everybody go around the room and say something you like about each other 
Pro tip, people, when you're complimenting someone, compliment them on things that they have personal control over. Don't just be like, oh, you're so pretty. I love that. Because mm. it's creepy. I would agree with that. And also it sort of like uh, boils you down to like one thing that like you don't feel a sense of pride over. So right. everyone is like, I think Ben is at the cottage where like Sleeping Beauty was hiding from or hiding Aurora, right? Aurora is Sleeping Beauty. Um, the fairies from Sleeping The, the fairies, fairies from, from Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Yeah. Um, Everyone figures out that they should look for Ben at the cottage where Sleeping Beauty was like being hidden, right? The actual yes. cottage. So yes. they all go there. Uh, Ben's not there. <laughs> but they they do find Doug um, who is asleep because of the spell. But Wait, you guys, what does a what does a sleeping spell need in order to to be broken? The only way to break the spell is true love's kiss. However, Evie and Doug have not said the L word yet. <gasps> I don't know what lesbians have to do with this, but <laughs> oh, I was gonna say lycanthropy. They haven't said it yet. So Evie has probably the longest song of this entire oh movie. God. Okay, but it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. It was just like, like, come on, do it already, which I guess yeah. was the point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I love that her friends were at the door, like literally singing the backup parts, like, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. That was so like old school musical. Yes. It was a little like doo-wop-y. Like, yeah. They would, they would come in and be like, doo-wop. <laughs> just yeah. like... It was kind of Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, it was adorable. Just, just dancing around her passed out boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> trying to kiss him. Well, she's scared because she doesn't, they haven't right. said it yet. So she's worried that he doesn't love her back. And she's also right. worried that maybe her love isn't strong enough to bring him back. And, and it's just. And is it even possible for a villain to like love someone? You oh know? my God, Josh, you're blowing my mind now. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think I about mean, that I either. That, I, I just thought she was like, I just thought she was like a really logical teenager and was like, well, is my love uh -oh. even real or strong enough? I mean that too. So she finally kisses him. Also, she does a mini like ribbon dance, which I was like, oh, that was great. Yes. It was so good. It was a real throwaway though. She like grabbed it, did a couple of twists and she's like, out of here, bitch. Threw anyway, so she kisses him and then he pretends that he didn't wake up. But then he woke up. So they love each other. But then they don't say anything, which I thought was fine. It was also yeah. really cute, though. So, like, she kisses him. He pretends not to wake up. And she, like, walks away all sad. And he, like, pokes her with his foot. And then she, like, pretends to be all upset. But he just kind of elbows Aww. her. And they look at each other all cute like they love each other. It was adorable. That is cute. Gil and Jay were super cute. They were just like bonding and i loved it and i kind of shipped it oh yeah i absolutely shipped it it was so just natural and pure such a bromance but they stumble across ben and um the mysterious enchantment that he's been put under was drumroll please he he, he... oh sammy. he's the beast <laughs> like sammy you say it now Oh no, Josh was about to say it, so I was letting him go. <laughs> I appreciate all of our awkward timing. 
Yeah, we're we're great at this. We're professionals. Later, when we all try and say goodbye together, it's definitely going to be super coordinated. Uh, Ben is all like grouchy and a beast, and Gil suggests like, oh, maybe he's uh, hurt or something. So of course, Carlos, being the one who loves dogs, has to deal with the animal, and he like helps him rip out a splinter. Yeah, and Jane that was an shows intense up. splinter too. Oh it my was. god, it was yeah, it was like a horrifying. full pencil sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> it oh. was, yeah. Anyways, Jane shows up with uh, water from the enchanted lake, which Attached we saw. To a in... hose. No, I think she just had like a squirt gun. Did you ever have those? No, it was it was a hose. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> she just dragged this yes. infinitely long hose through the woods from the enchanted lake. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like one of those like tubular water guns that you have in pools. I'm fairly certain it was a hose. Anyways, so she sprays him and it like partially turns him back. Yeah. And then, oh, this is the part where Harry like starts hitting on everybody. And he's just, he's like Jack Sparrow, but less dirty. He, he just yeah, has chemistry yeah. with everyone. He does. Yes. And I absolutely way more on board with him and Jane together than with Carlos and Jane together. Yeah. Well, because it was just so awkward. Carlos was like, uh, she's taken, which is language that I have an issue with, but also just like he seemed uncertain about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like their communication about their relationship is just super image. And I get that they're young. And so everything they do is going to be immature, but it just, it doesn't feel natural and romantic and right and it just feels like friends everyone is back at the cottage like eating cake again uma and mal have like their moment where they're like you know what we're sisters we've got this we're together we are cheetah yeah oh my gosh yes it was that yeah so the the cottage starts getting boarded up magically i assume audrey is behind it yes Um, because this is another situation where they cut to her spell being foiled which josh loves she's like (laughs) 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 mal tries to uh spell the spell away and it's not working because she's not strong enough on her own. And Uma's little seashell necklace starts glowing. Yeah. And so they hold hands and together they stop the, yes. the spell. And it was cute. And I liked it. Me too. Yes. Magic is always more powerful with more people. It's Hell true. Yeah. Also, it's true. does that mean that Uma's only source of power is that seashell? So I assumed, because right after this, she pulls the ember out of the seashell. And so I assumed it was the ember working against it, because we know that the ember is the only thing that can counteract the staff or the scepter. Yeah, but then later on, she like adds her seashell magic to now. exactly. And so I had assumed at that point it was the ember, and then that happened later. And I was Mm. like, oh, maybe it's just the two of them together are more powerful. I think it's just her octopus powers. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> the boards go away, and then all of a sudden, Uma's like, "Hey, isn't that your man?" Oh yeah, Ben is back. Yeah, Ben is back, and he's got a beard because he was the beast, but he's not now. 
And he's got some fangs too, because the water only partially removed the smell. Smell? Spell. I'm sure he smelled a little <laughs> bit too after running around the forest Probably. all day with a full body of hair. Mal was so into the beard. She mentioned she it about 80 times in 30 yeah. seconds. I mean, I don't uh, disagree. Me neither. He has know. a baby face. He I, does. That's I true. think he looked better with the beard, but that beard was real scraggly. And it yeah, like it, it didn't yeah. it didn't go down his neck. It just like kind of stopped at his chin. And I was just like, it it didn't it needed to be more um fulfilled. Take him to a barber. It's okay. <laughs> okay. They try to look for Audrey at a cottage. I don't know what cottage it was. This I is think the this cottage. Is, this is the cottage that they were. Okay. And she's like the daughter of Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes more sense. Yes. So they go to look for her there and she's not there. However, Chad is there and he's traumatized, locked in a closet. Yes. They open up the closet and he just like books it out of there. Um, they didn't is get any Is this more clear coding? Is it? <laughs> no, it I'm just be. fucking with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to continue stirring the pot. No, we need to move on. I think he's fine. I think he's just a little messed up. Okay. Yeah. And he like runs away and it's completely inconsequential. Like he gives them no information. Mal, this is when everything kind of goes to crap. Everyone figures out Mal had suggested they close the portal and she really wasn't going to bring any of the VK kids over to Auradon. Like she lied to all of them and they were really upset about it. They're like, why are we even fighting for Auradon if they don't want us here and we don't belong here? So they all left and then eventually get turned to stone. Well, before that, Celia is like real pissed, understandably, and she grabs the ember and throws it in some water. Oh, that's crap. fucked. Yeah, then everyone's turned to stone, and Uma and Harry wander off. Yeah, and then oh, oh it's my song God. time. And I, there's a, everyone gets turned to stone. She's super sad. And then she starts singing, where we have a montage of things that literally just happened. Literally just so it's a montage of like Mal's life of like coming to Oridon and then like everything that happens and it culminates in literally 10 seconds ago when you're just like we just saw this. <laughs> I don't even think there was a commercial break. What a mess. It really was kind of jarring though seeing Mal from two movies ago. She looked so much younger. She did, oh, but also yeah. at this point is when I realized that in this movie her hair is no longer purple or maybe it's like a deep violet, but it's blue, which I thought was like suggesting to us that Hades is her dad. And I was like, oh my oh. freaking God. Get us to the action, yo. I want to see more dragons, okay? Well, you're about to have your wish come true. <gasps> So Audrey somehow gets Celia on like the roof of the school or whatever. Yeah. And um, so then, of course, Mal, what was the term that we used yesterday? Dragonifies. Dragonifies. <laughs> and tries to reignite the ember, but it's not working. And then Uma like runs back and she's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out. And so they like reignite it together. I'm not sure where the change of heart came from. They all kind of start walking there and then they're like, oh no, she could actually die. I'm like, well, what did you think was happening I think it's, here? I think Uma came back because she heard Celia shouting. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think that they were more concerned about Celia and the other kids that VKs that got brought over. 
But Uma, like, really immediately, she starts calling Mal her sister again and stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. But they reignite the shit. They just, they fuck up Audrey's shit. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and then the shit's over. Damn, that's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. And then her outfit goes back to being the horrible Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, God. Pepto-Bismol pink. Oh, my God. It's so bad. So Mal, like, defeats her, but because she's only half Hades, the Ember doesn't work for her the way Hades does. So she, like, actually dies or something? Yeah, something like that. Kind of kills her. None of this makes sense to me. I don't don't know. I don't know why why her being a whole Hades would have changed the outcome of that. I would think I would think her being only half Hades would only half kill her. But (laughs) right, (laughs) she's only mostly dead. (laughs) It's to blave means to bluff. (laughs) (laughs) To blave. Thank you for the Princess Bride reference. I need You're welcome. Um. <laughs> Goodbye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the spell's broken anywhere, everywhere. Uma still decides to go back to the island because the plan is still for everything to be shut down so that more people can't come over. Celia also wants to go back. Like Everyone wants to go back because they're like, yo, right. kind of fuck you, Mal. She has to bring Hades over to save Audrey. No, Mal, Mal is like, you guys, I'm sorry that I lied. Like, I was going to close the portal, but I see that I can't do that because there's evil, like, everywhere. Like, even someone we thought who was good did something bad. So, Well, she doesn't see that until Hades brings it up. They bring him over, and he's like, don't you see this double standard? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Hades is just a double-cross businessman. I mean, that's a real daddy right there. Oh, yeah. Teaching lessons, righting wrongs wearing leather but you know what's not too long what's actually like ridiculously short is how quickly everyone accepts audrey's bullshit apology (laughs) (laughs) she does apologize and then say that we're actually gonna do away with the barrier altogether and no mal is the one that that Mal oh that. Audrey's, Audrey's like, Audrey. okay so I mix them she wakes up and she's like was dream. it a bad dream like ew fuck you no she needs to go over to the villain island okay yeah so so they Mal's like coronation or whatever oh engagement party that was it uh, Mal's engagement party uh, she announces that they're going to bring down the barrier for good. And the fairy godmother comes and brings her wand. It's like, all right, do it right now. And I'm like, no, there needs to be like a planned schedule of events. You can't just yeah. do that. So what you need Close to do off. is you need to actually imprison the dangerous people. Like make sure they're not yes. just free because there are people that are proven dangerous. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Who have well, like, I mean, Jafar done has, bad like, things. Jafar has been brought down to a petty thief. Corella Deville is just an insane person who talks to a stuffed dog. <laughs> the evil queen uh, is frozen facially by Botox. <laughs> we don't know what the hell Ursula is doing. She's just stuck back in her kitchen. And Maleficent is a lizard. Uh. I just feel like they they needed a, to plan better than just be like, all right, we're bringing the barrier down. We're just like letting it all out now. Right. Yeah, It's agreed. like there's a reason they put it up. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe sort through, like, be like, you are actually still dangerous and we're not going to let you roam free. We need to create a prison system. We need to have a good immigration policy, you know? Yeah, there needs to be, there needs to be integration and not just like 
chaos. Um, so yeah, they like tear down that wall. And of course, like everyone <laughs> runs over it. Uma, Gil, There's Harry, Celia, everyone. Dance off like in the middle of this weird platform between the island and the city. It was a little odd, but also I was there for it. But it was them blending together. I thought it was a good dance. Of course, the ending number is always super long. Oh, yeah, uh, it was a little too long. Like it started up, and I was like, "All right, Candy Crush time." Okay, and then they <laughs> did like the high school play thing, where like everyone comes out and they like dance in like a group, and then they go and there's like another group. And then but they like... also had some people who were like definitely thirty-seven. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, the island is not just populated by children. No, but the whole point, like, I guess because the entire focus of these movies has been about bringing kids over. But the barrier, the whole barrier went down. It wasn't just like only children can come over now. I was like, all right, everybody's in. That's it. Do you guys learn any lessons? I learned you can't trust anybody. Anyone can be a bad person around you. Wait, was that my lesson in the last movie? You can't trust no one. (laughs) I think think that was my lesson on the last one that I did. It was like, don't trust anybody. See See the best in them, though. Oh Actually, that sounds really familiar. I don't think it was Descendants. I think it was whatever the last movie was. But, well, the last one I did was Kim Possible. Oh, that was it. It was that was the one. Oh my god, that was the lesson because Athena, <laughs> lying yes. robot bitch. Oh god. Oh, I learned that three shots is the perfect amount to get Sammy's creative juices going. Oh. Well, it, this is unfortunately this is our last decom ever. Uh, <laughs> and Disney Plus just launched yesterday. Like the timing oh of everything is horrible. It's so, so crazy. The day that well, if if the universe didn't hate me, we would have recorded this whole episode on the day Disney now launched. And I'm just like, it. Why? Why? I struggled so hard us? to find some of these movies, and now everyone's showing me their tv with every single movie just there how many of these shitty decoms have we had to pay amazon for i've paid personally at least for two of them i've paid personally for a a good handful i'd say at least 10 probably that's a lot i learned that um harry hook is compatible with literally everybody yes Oh, yeah. You want a truth and goofus? Make sure you yeah. cover your camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to cover my camera. Can you see me now? So the Smee twins, the children Squeaky and Squirmy, uh, were not actually played by twins. Um, all four of the main VKs were in Austin and Alley, the Disney Channel TV show. Um or the actress who played Dizzy was also uh, young Drizella in Once Upon a Time. Gonna go with the second one is a lie. I'm gonna say the twins are actually twins. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> Andoni, you were correct. It was only three of them. Oh my uh, God, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Boo Boo Stewart, who was Jay, is the oh only one. Oh my god, that name. <laughs> I know. Boo Boo Stewart. He's the only one of the four main villain kids not to have appeared in Austin and Alley. Wow. Nailed it. Cool, cool, cool. 
you guys want to read it? Let's see. I don't know that this was my favorite of the trilogy. I think mm. I think the first one was my favorite still. Um, but some of the songs were really good. The choreography continues to be amazing. The CGI was a billion times better. I also really like the story in this one better than the last one. Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I haven't seen the other ones, so I didn't really know what to base this off of. I thought it was okay. Like, I had fun watching this. The graphics were cool. It was fun to be, like, in that world where all these villains and, like, all the characters from the stories that I grew up with are, like, alive and there's they have kids. But, like, this movie specifically, there were only, like, a few parts that I really liked. So I think I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Costuming dances continue to be strong. Uh, it had the best opening number of all three. It gave me more of what I wanted, just like the second, but like with the villain kids. And it gave us an explanation on like villain parents, kind of. I do wish that at the end when they, like they took down the barrier that we got to see all the parents again, like even just a brief flash of Kristen Chenoweth. So definitely not my favorite one. An eight out of ten. Um, who wants to take us out? Also, I don't know if I wrote a good outro. It just it was the first thing that came to my mind. Do we do oh. we write outros? Since when do we write outros? <laughs> oh my gosh. Since okay. we took like 15 minutes trying to figure something out. Yeah. Okay, guys. If you want to reignite our embers, give us the motivation to keep this podcast going. Hit us up on social media. Josh, give us some some tags. Uh <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Good job. This long, I still don't know. Sammy, over to you. <laughs> How's the weather? The weather's a little chilly. It's not as bad as it is up there, but for Texas, it's quite nipply. Um. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it is up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or t- message us directly at poddingthistogether at gmail.com. And don't forget yes. to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We've had a Thanks. great time doing this. <gasps> we oh my God, this is the last one. Oh my God. This is the last one. Goodbye.